Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range, or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double breasted black blazer from a new to me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for, but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Monica Packer from About Progress, and you are listening to The Messy Middle, a monthly series where I share some of my own messy middle so you can see what progress looks like for a real woman in real time. My favorite meme of all time has to do with May. Justin Timberlake, and it's gonna be May. We all know it, right? (laughs) I'm excited. It's May, my friends, and I hope you are too. It's finally beginning to resemble spring here in Utah after a very long winter and including a postpartum winter, which was kind of tricky, but also good because we got to just hunker down. Now, in these messy middle episodes, I get to share about my own messy middle. So let's start with what's happening around here. I would say that April absolutely flew by and we had some great things that happened. Uh, Most recently, we went to St. George uh, the week before the last week of April. We were there for five days and it was just 
wonderful. If you haven't heard of St. George, it's in Southern Utah. Just picture a lot of red rocks and red sand and it's a lot hotter there. It, it, it's the perfect temperature when we were there. It was in the 70s most of the time. So we just spent our time mostly uh, going on small hikes around St. George and going downtown. We went to the Children's Museum for the first time and I loved it. And I got to meet um, one of our listeners. Her name was Erica. So shout out to Erica. And we went to a Ninja Warrior camp, uh, not camp, but park one day, Zion Park another, and to this great swimming spot they've got. Um and I'm trying to remember what the name of it is, and I can't. So it was really, really great. and just felt so good to have fun again as a family. If you are new here, uh, our focus on having fun as a family really did help heal our family after a couple really tough years. And we took that on last year, and we're trying to carry that over now. And this kind of felt like our first dipping the toes back into the water of having fun as a family. So I loved it. It was so needed. And then the week after, it was my second child. Um, it, it was his birthday, his 10th birthday. And I um, got to tell you that I am not a party thrower naturally. And this is something I finally kind of flipped on. Um, initially, I gave my fir- my oldest, she had a first birthday party and a third birthday party. And then I was like, I am not doing this anymore until they turn eight years old. And then I'll do it from you know eight to 18 every other year. I've actually flipped on that this past year. I want to embrace like the kids love birthday parties, no matter what they are. And we're going to do them from four to eight. And then every other year, just having friends come over to hang out kind of party. But since my oldest two didn't get in on the action and my third, actually, he kind of gets half and half. We are going to throw a party for them every year, or every other year. And when I say party, I mean, what happened is we invited 10 of his classmates. I can't do the whole class. I just couldn't, not with a newborn still. And they came over to our home and they played tag in our backyard. It's called revenge tag. I don't know what it is exactly, but my son came up with it. We had cake, ice cream, um, presents, and then they went back outside to play four square, which was so fun that that came back and another kind of outdoor game. And that was it. It was so wonderful though. He was so pleased and it was great to finally give him a birthday, his first real friend birthday party. And he turned 10. So I'm really sorry. COVID kind of interfered with that too. We did have some cousin parties in there though. So that was part of what happened. And then two things I started early on in April, I started pelvic floor therapy. Now this is my fifth kid. I really wish that my OBs had said from my first child on that this is something you should do. I know uh, many parts of Europe, if not all of Europe, like it's a standard practice that after a woman delivers a child and after recovery, she goes into pelvic floor therapy. Um, After my third, about maybe, maybe nine months after I had him, that's when I realized I had some major pelvic floor issues, but it was mostly due to me over-exercising and way too soon into my recovery because I thought I was feeling good. So learn from me, friends, take it really easy, not just the first six weeks, as long as you need it. And then go to pelvic floor therapy. And if you are like, you know, well past postpartum times, I've heard some from so many women who they said it's helped them in indescribable ways. Um, There's many things pelvic floor therapy helps with, and I'm not going to make this education on that. Maybe we'll do a whole episode, but I started it and I'm proud of myself for doing it because it's definitely outside of my comfort zone. And the second thing I started just, this is my only second day into it. I started a babysitter. So this is a babysitter we had last summer and this summer, uh, we were going to, we can only have her for the month of May and June because she's going to go on a mission for our, our religious faith. And we're just going to try it. And she's last year, she babysat all four kids, 
um, like, I don't know, maybe nine to 12 hours a week. So I could work in the, in the early afternoons. And, um, now what she's doing is she's doing the early afternoon for just my youngest two. So, uh, she can, you know, we can fight, figure out if a baby is even going to work with her. And when the, all kids are out of school, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to, we got to figure that out. No matter what, if she babysits all of them for even three hours, she's going to get paid more right now. We're starting and I think this is actually all I plan to do is three times a week, three hours each time. And right now I have like 20 minutes left of my third hour. And I am telling you, it is amazing what I can do in like a couple hours. I am so grateful for this time. And I think it's starting to work with the baby. Um, she and I were both a little worried about it because she hadn't babysat babies really in the past. So she's been a good sport. We've been doing training. I come down and I check on them. I try to show her how to do different things and all of that. And I think so far... It's working and um, I, my, my five-year-old's in heaven because he gets someone to play board games and card games with him um, for the whole afternoon. <laughs> so it's been great. Before I go into the next segment, I'll share some highs and lows. I think the first high, well, the big high I want to share is our first full day in St. George. It was pretty casual since we got in very late at night. Brad had to be out of town the day we were supposed to drive down. So we ended up getting into St. George really late, like 1.30 in the morning. Um, we just really took it easy that first day. And all I did is just, I, I took the kids to the children's museum and we got like a treat before. And that was not even till the afternoon. And then we came home and we had dinner. And then I went and played pickleball with my now 10 year old. And we ended the night with some ice cream and watching the British Bake Off Junior Edition, which is so fun. I highly recommend it. And it felt like the most perfect, wonderful day where I finally really felt like I could do it. <laughs> like I can be a mom now to all these kids and we can have fun again together. And I, I don't feel as much like I'm on in fight or flight mode. A low, I would say from this myth, month. Sorry. Sometimes my voice doesn't work. I feel like my, my finger that I shared an episode about earlier this week, um, I talked about scar tissue. It's like still not working well. And I've been doing the exercises I was supposed to do to work through that scar uh, tissue and it's just not bending. And I did physical therapy this week and she showed me some more things to do. And it is almost comical how little I can bend my finger after like a month of really working hard on it. So I'm a little worried that I might need another operation <laughs> to get the scar, scar tissue removed, which I'm really hoping to avoid. So wish me luck. Um, hopefully with the other exercises and me being really diligent, I can get there. Next up, let's do a DSL update. actually made more progress with my DSL this month in ways I'm really excited about. Uh, two of them involve sourdough. I One of my things on my do something list is to make some new recipes with my sourdough starter. I made a coffee cake that actually didn't turn out because I did it wrong, but it still tasted really good. I shared a reel on that on my Instagram uh, feed if you want to go check that out. And I also made roti and that's like an Indian flatbread to go with some butter chicken I made, which was really delicious. And then another thing that involved sourdough was I went through with my first creativity challenge and I did painted sourdough. I am, I just barely published a reel on that by the time this airs too, which I'm really excited to share with you. It was like not a victory. It was just okay. But I did my second round of it too. And spoiler alert, it turned out a much better too. So I'm excited to keep painting sourdough and, um, give them as gifts. Like one of my friends just had a baby 
and in my neighborhood. So I'm just going to drop off some painted sourdough for her tonight. It's so fun. Another item on our do something list or my do something list rather is to go on three trips in Utah as a family. So we knocked our first one out by going to St. George. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. For this next month, what's coming up for my do something list is my next creativity challenge, which I have decided is going to be building garden boxes. And I love that one because it's a little outside of the box, pun intended, in in terms of creativity, like it's not a fine art thing, right? So I'm very excited to try that out. I'm also very nervous. I've gone on deep dives with Pinterest um, and I now just need to do some math on how much wood to buy, which is totally not my strong suit. I might need my husband to help me there and um, then I'm just going to go for it. Some other things I'm um, prioritizing, guys, I know that I can't talk as well. I'm going to get back into this, I promise. (sighs) Another thing that I'm going to be prioritizing is working on seeing if I can play the piano Um, because one of my items is to learn some new songs on the piano. So I haven't even gone to our basement where our piano is and tried it out with my finger because I've been a little worried. And two more things. Next week, I'm I'm getting back into my hiking club, which is really I could just ask one friend at a time to go with me on a hike once a week or once every other week. And the final thing I want to prioritize is the hand lettering uh, quote. I wanted to do one a month. I have so far done nothing because I don't even sit down to hand litter at all. So that's actually a habit I need to work on. And speaking of habits, let's do the next segment, make it a habit. This is where I share about habits that are going well and habits that are not going so well. Last month, I shared with you that I wanted to start a new nighttime routine with my kids and getting in the habit of reading to them aloud before bed. So here is a report. We did it for three days and then stopped. (laughs) And I know the problem. The problem is that I started with Anne of Green Gables. And for someone who is having a hard time speaking coherently right now because my brain is all in jumbles, It is a really hard book to read aloud and my kids were following along okay, but that was just a problem. And then we went out of town and then I forgot to start again. So we are going back to my when then pairing with this habit of when my kids are eating their treats or their snack at night, whatever they want there, then I will read a page from a book and I'm going to go in my basement after I record this and I'm going to choose a book that's fun and light and shorter and easier to read. So that way we can get in the habit again. And so that was kind of like a not going so well habit, to be honest. Uh, I'm just going to share another one that I would like to work on is day planning again at night. My when then pairing is similar to, you know, nighttime stuffs, but my, my when then pairing is when my alarm goes off to stop work, which is usually nine o'clock at night, then I'll day plan. But I haven't been working as much at night because I'm just trying to get a baby to bed and all the kids to bed and then finally getting around to other things I need to do in the house. So I've got to come up with a new when then pairing And I'll report in on that as well as a hand lettering habit, which I think just might need to be on a Sunday. So getting some one then pairings, I think is going to help a lot with both of those. And I look forward to sharing my progress or even my lack thereof next month. Our next segment is what I'm loving lately. 
I have been loving this olive oil cake from Female Foodie. She has a blog. She's also on Instagram, but just Google olive oil cake from Female Foodie. I'll give you a few tips in a second, but let me describe this cake. It sounds really weird because the the fat base is olive oil, and you're going to think that will sound taste like a really olive oily cake, but it doesn't. It's like really moist and like has this like depth and complex flavor, but it's so tasty because there's also browned butter frosting on top. And my mouth is watering right now and I have one more slice to eat tonight that I can't wait to um, have my me time and eat that. So this is a replica, a copycat cake, um, recipe of a local bakery called Tuli's Bakery and their olive oil cake. And I would say it's spot on. I've had a slice from the actual bakery and I think this is just as good. A few tips though, because I've had one friend report in that her oil like spilled all out while it was baking. And my sister said her cake was not good, but she we think it's because she used like expensive olive oil. Um, Brooke from Female Foodie says, Costco's olive oil is actually really good. And that's what I used and it was perfect. So you can use Costco olive oil, but make sure it's fresh, which I did. The next thing I would suggest is make sure all your ingredients are room temperature. I think that's why my cake, my cake didn't split and the oil didn't leak out like my friends did. And the third thing I would say is use parchment paper inside your spring, um, your springboard pan. And I also put a cookie sheet underneath just in case there was any leakage. I still didn't have any and no oil um, spilled out and the cake batter did it, but that was probably because of the parchment. So there's some, what I'm loving lately of in terms of baking. But the next thing I'll say I'm loving is I have been rereading the book Burnout by the Nagoski sisters. We had Amelia Nagoski come on the show to talk about that book specifically, but because of a secret project I can tell you about in August, I think, um, I have been rereading it and just loving it. I listened to it before, but having it in hand, I ha- actually recommend for this book because they're just so funny, but also so informative. It's an easy, but really um, life-changing read. It will teach you about the stress cycle and how to complete it. And it's giving me a lot to think about and to do better on as well. That's what I'm loving lately. Next up, let's do On My Mind. This is our final segment. Right now, what's on my mind is feeling that little bit of torn inside me. You're going to hear an episode next week where I talk to Rachel Nielsen about motherhood. And you'll hear me share in the episode that I kind of feel like I'm in this season of, you know, whereas before when my third was at this, like around six months old is when I was like, I need more ambition outside of motherhood to feel more at home in motherhood. And I say in this in the episode, so kind of a spoiler there, but I am kind of almost feeling the reverse now. I'm kind of feeling like pulling back. Now, the good news is that means the podcast is not going anywhere. But the hard news is I'm still kind of torn on what that may look like. I don't really actually make a lot of money, if at all, through the podcast itself. The money I make through the sponsors you hear on the show largely just cover my expenses. Podcasting gets pretty expensive at a certain point um, because of all the other, oops, sorry, moving parts that you have that go with it in order to make money. So Um, that's kind of a long way of me saying, I'm not really sure what the fall is going to look like after this babysitter. And she goes, you know, go back, she goes on our mission in July. So I'm trying to decide, do I get another babysitter or do I just try to work ahead right now? So I have a couple months to, you know, um, not feel like I'm under the fire hose or I'm not under like a fire alarm rather of trying to get things done. Um, I'm just feeling a little torn. Half of me really wants to 
do what I had planned and launch my, my coaching program in the fall. Another half of me isn't so sure that's going to be possible. And half of me wants to just not have a babysitter and the, you know, going from July onward and just really embrace this time. And the other half of me knows that this is a big part of my, my mental sanity is having a, a form of fulfillment and an outlet and time to do it. So I'm feeling torn and I don't have the answers yet. I will say I'm proud of myself because I actually did plan on getting back into one-on-one coaching in April. That was my original plan before I had the baby. And I'm proud of myself for saying, now's not the time. And and I did press pause on that. And maybe I'll press pause on other things too. I will say though, I have so many good things planned. I'm like hopeful that I can make both work, but we will see. That's what's on my mind. And that was also the messy middle for May. My friends, thank you so much for listening and for letting me just be me here. I love spending this time with you. I love this community. And I hope that listening in on my messy middle gives you courage to move through your own messy middle today. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.